Welcome to Dreams X Trash Podcast. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English Jesus. teachers. <laughs> Jesus is right. The conversations <laughs> are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Jason, how are you doing? Another week, another podcast. I'm doing okay. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I have a day off, but it's the weather is it's not it's not good at all. Like it's 4 p.m. and it's really really dark. Yeah. It's been raining for the whole day. I don't know if it's raining out there, but I don't think you. I don't know whether the listeners know, but you and I actually don't record in person. Record online via Discord. Yeah, I'm, I think, have we ever mentioned that in the previous episode? Mm, I don't know if we have. I think we but have anyway. mentioned it at least once. It mm-hmm. feels familiar. Like, we've mentioned that, you know, at least before previously it was like you were in Saga, I was in Oita. We're not, like, physically mm. together. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Um, right now in Fukuoka, it is the same thing. It's raining. The weather has been very, very gloomy lately. Uh, personally, it's been having a very sleepy effect on me making me very drowsy um but that being said i want to jump straight into the podcast news what do we have today oscar what do you have this week so housekeeping for today first things first i would like to apologize for the delay in the release of the last week's episode it was released very late because number one i did not plan out my schedule properly enough to allow time for editing the podcast so it was released at the very like extremely late, like two days later than we usually release the episodes. But that it's not entirely your fault because our schedules weren't matching. I was doing yeah. my own thing too, so we couldn't record until very late into the week, which mm-hmm. is not normal for us. We usually like recording in the beginning of the week, and then yep. we have plenty of time to edit it out and get it out there by the weekend. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. big apologies there. But it was in the end, it was still out by the end of the weekend. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, really good still. Mm. And uh, anniversary episode, um, waiting for a holiday. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. Oscar, you and I have to talk a bit more about it still, but um, yeah, people should still watch out for that. Um, mm-hmm. I need to give a shout out to my cousins. Mm. That would be the All gratitude right. of the week. Uh, let's finish okay. up with the news, actually. Uh, so, no news on mine, that's just it. Uh, all about improving our schedule, our planning, and trying to get our schedules in order. Yes. Yep. And that being said, 
like I mentioned, gratitude of the week goes out to my cousins, Sanao mm-hmm. and Nema. They mm-hmm. are actually living in Tokyo. Okay. And we met last year. Funny mm-hmm. enough, we have been cousins. Like they're in their late twenties, not late twenties, they're in their early twenties. What am I saying? Like twenty, twenty-one, very early twenties, and we didn't even know that we were both in Japan. You know, basically, it's one of those we're one of those family relatives, but we hadn't seen each other for such a long time, and we hadn't been keeping up with one another. So it was just a surprise that it was my mom that reached out to her sister. But their mother and they were like oh yeah by the way they're both in japan they should meet up you know oh, and then we were okay. like wait what and then it's like the last time i had seen them mm. so sanao is the older one and nema is the younger one mm-hmm. sanao was still a baby and nema no sanao was like a small small kid like three or four and nema was just being born and i was wait, like wait. six or seven wait but, but this this cousins of yours are like your mother's sister's children right yeah that's a very close relation like you how how come you didn't see, you didn't see them for this long um they've been in canada while i was in kenya for oh, okay the time. okay yeah okay i see i see i see they're they're canadians they're not even kenyans they're canadians okay sure. okay so understood, understood. that being said i want to thank them so much because they've been listening to our stuff for i think since last like it's been a year they've been listening since okay. i introduced them for a whole year and mm-hmm. they started their own podcasts because they were inspired wow. they were inspired wow. by us yeah and they wrote they wrote down the things that they liked about our podcast and the things they didn't like and they followed through with our mistakes and learned from our mistakes and they started what? their own podcast what? <laughs> so yeah. here's to them thank you guys yeah. so much for following us and you know giving me the inspiration to keep going forward Knowing that I'm still mm-hmm. having an effect, we're we're having an effect on people, Oscar. Oh so man! So it's wonderful to see. So man, thank this, you, Sanao and Nema. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much, man. This is power, Jason. This is power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will actually give you a link to their podcast. You can check it yeah, out. Yeah, please do, please do. It's called the Black Sister, and they just talk about their experiences in Japan. Sanao has actually mm. been in Japan longer than I have. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What do they do in Japan, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'll tell you after. Let's not okay. pad it out too much. So let's jump right into the <laughs> trending trending topic. What's the trending topic, Oscar? Well, the trending topic today is just story time. Story time. What's going on? What's going on in, with our lives? What's going on in the world? Very, very, very big umbrella. <laughs> and uh, mostly we're going to talk about, because I've been having problems with still in the job market you know mm-hmm. searching for a job at the moment mm-hmm. and it's very clear to me that i need to really double buckle down like create a very very detailed plan on what mm-hmm. i want and really double down it's reaching okay. a point where i need to do that because having a general aim is okay but sometimes it's not enough it's insufficient in some aspects i think some people can get away with having a general aim when they have like lots of resources and they have a lot of time when i say also when i say resources i think i just mean money you know of course of course yeah money can generally take you anywhere you want 
But when you don't have, when you both don't have time and you don't have money, right? Um, which I, I, I won't say that I don't have that. I'll just say it's not, it's limited, right? Mm-hmm. You start to realize like, oh, there's a lot of things to my current plan that don't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. I need to like really think about this, like take a day, take two days and really think about what is exactly that I want. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, why is it so hard to make a future plan? We know it's really important, yet most of us don't really get sit down and create a detailed plan. Why is that? I don't know about other people, but for me, I will fail to make a future plan because I am too absorbed in whatever is happening right now. Or whatever is happening right now seems, of course, it, it seems to matter more than whatever plans I might have in the future, for the future rather. Mm-hmm. So I will say that the reason why I'm not sitting down to structure my life as I would like it to be is because I have to think about taking my baby to daycare, coming home, you know, cleaning up the house, then preparing to go to work, then going to teach, then coming back home, then make, making dinner, then, you know, working out, then going to bed. Like, it's like, what will I give up so I can sit down and make time to plan my future, you know? Mm. Whatever I'm doing right now seems to be so important. Maybe. I can make the argument, maybe I don't need to work out every day. Maybe I should just sit aside an hour every day instead of working out. I should just sit down and actually focus on plotting out my future. Mm-hmm. But even when I start, it's like, huh, maybe I'm also kind of obsessed with working out. And, you know, like, I've reached a point in my life where sometimes I work out and I feel like working out has become a vanity project. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm just working out so I can see my abs in the mirror, you <laughs> know? Like I'm focusing so much on that, and I and I lose track of my life. You know, I lose track of of the future. Like sometimes it seems as though things are just happening to me. I'm not actually working to make things happen. I'm not actively working to sculpt the life that I want. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I I, yeah. I I think it's okay when things are happening to you, but mm-hmm. if all the things in your life are only happening to you and you're not having any sense of um, agency there's no agency in the in the things that happen to you then there's a problem right because then it's very easy for you to just be like a passive watcher of your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as we both know being a passive watcher uh, leaves you open and vulnerable to the monsters of, no of no life. I totally agree I totally the monsters agree. and like, the cruelty and the suffering of yeah. life like you know there's this when we were kids we always like I think we said said this before in the podcast whereby when we're in university it's like someone asking what you want to be when you (laughs) when you're like in your mid-thirties like I want to be rich I want to be rich that's it (laughs) that's that's you know it's funny that's the equivalent of the plans I have right now you know yeah it's but the thing is low resolution type plans recently I've really been looking at my finances like my wife and I sat down I think a month or two ago and we're like we had a serious conversation about our finances and we realize whatever life we want to have in the future, it can't work with the way we are living right now with our current income. So what can we do to at least increase our income or make an extra income on the side just to not have to depend simply on our on our on our company salaries, right? Yeah. And so I got the idea of like, hey, why don't I try doing Uber Eats, right? Mm. And so I was. I, I think I've been. I've been a bit anxious to do it. I, I have set up my account. I'm just waiting for my legal documents to be approved. 
but so I, I talked to one guy who does Uber Eats. I met a random guy usually see near McDonald's. He's always just there near at a station. And I asked him, a Japanese guy, like, so how much do you make a month doing Uber Eats? And he told me he makes around 280,000 a month from Uber Eats alone. Whoa. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That is a right? lot of money, yeah. And I was like, he, if I can make half of that, you know, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. It doesn't even need to be half. It's like 25%. That's still, that's wonderful for me. It's just something I'm doing on the side. But so that's the thing I need. I need that goal, that goal. Like, okay, so in the next three months, I want to be able to make this amount extra on the side. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know how I'm going to do that. Is it Uber Eats? Is it taking any other part-time job I can get? But I need to be able to stop depending on my company, my company's income to survive, yeah, to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need multiple sources of income. I totally agree. And actually, mm-hmm. the ultimate source of income is the income that isn't reliant on the time that we put in. Yes, exactly. Like money, even when we're relaxed. When you're asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. ultimate goal right now. For yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I just, I need to, it's been something I've been procrastinating on for a while. Mm. Or I just lost focus on it. I really stopped caring about it. And I lost, mm-hmm. I did lose interest in it too, is mm. uh, mastering my Japanese getting really good uh, increasing my Japanese proficiency at least to a business level that has always been something I thought I could do even from the get-go but somewhere along the way I sort of like forgot about it and I was I stopped being interested in talking Japanese that much you know yeah the same thing happened to me like when I first came to Japan I was very interested in speaking Japanese I really I actively sought out an excuse to use Japanese, right? Yep. Like, I remember when my wife and I were just friends, I used to text her in Japanese only, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, I like, I look back at our old texts and I, I was texting her in kanji. I would actually look up kanji so I can use it in the text with her. Me but at too. some point, I just stopped. And like right now, and maybe for the longest time after we got married i was the moments when i could use japanese when was when i was working i was a bartender right so most of the customers were obviously japanese so my japanese proficiency really increased while i was working at the bar right and even when i was going out drinking before i would just meet japanese people and just speak japanese but since i stopped drinking i haven't had a reason to go out and so i'm not interacting with japanese people other than my wife and i speak to her in english because i'm like hey i've come from work i don't need to use extra brain energy to try and formulate you're tired yeah you're tired and and exhausted and you probably may be still thinking about work right yeah yeah so i'm like let me just speak english and (laughs) and maybe that's just an excuse maybe i just don't i don't just don't care enough to try you know oh yeah definitely definitely. you've gotten comfortable very comfortable very comfortable it's like i think i've said in the podcast in the podcast before how i know people in japan who've been here for a decade and they barely speak any japanese and like I was always looking down on them, but now I feel myself becoming more and more like them. Do you know, understand what I mean? Yeah, I am becoming more and more like them. Like, I, I, I can make the argument that my, I'm very, I'm not very proficient. Like my proficiency in Japan, in Japanese, the Japanese language is, is more than decent, more than decent. But with each passing month, it's becoming less and less impressive. Yep, I totally agree. Actually, I would argue yeah. there was a point, I think, in my the end of my first year, I was probably better at speaking Japanese than I am now. 
Oh yeah, me too, me too, me too. I just don't speak. I barely speak the language, and people <laughs> at home will probably look at us and go like, "How? You're in Japan, you know? <laughs> How?" But it's just like you don't have enough meaningful conversations with the people mm. on a daily basis, on random people mm. on a daily basis, to improve your Japanese. There's a limit, mm. right? Mm. Like mm. after a while, it's the same language. It's the same words you hear over and over and over. Yes, these yes, same words. Yes. We know it in the back of our head. When we go to the conveni, it's like a it's like a phrase book. <laughs> it's like there's a phrase book in the back of our minds. We already know everything there. There isn't enough tangents. There isn't enough outside or open-ended questions to really mm-hmm. push us mm-hmm. to learn new words. You know, that used to be from my friends, and then a majority of my mm. friends used to come from drinking. You know, actually, that's that's very interesting that you say that because I remember when I was a bartender, or when I was a bartender or worked in the in the Seven Eleven, there were some phrases that I learned that I could that I learned solely because I was working in those places. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phrases yeah. that when I went out into like into normal civilian life, like I mean, out of work, and I used those phrases, people were just surprised that a foreigner knows these phrases. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like I have no need to use them, so. I, some of them I've just forgotten, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, when I was talking to my job counselor, right? Uh, a friend. He's also a friend, right? And he was giving me examples of some of the business Japanese. Because I was curious. I was like, okay, what, what is business Japanese? Can you give me a question? Mm-hmm. And he gave me an example based on my design work, my previous design work. He, he just asked mm-hmm. me a simple question like, hey, this, this design you've created here, it has a certain theme. It's very clean and minimal right what was your thought process on how you made it and bro i just froze he asked me that in japanese and i just froze <laughs> like i understood the question but i could not answer back to him. i was just like wow that's such an open-ended question my brain just froze you know and then i realized i'm just so used to someone asking me where are you from you know yes, yes how yes. old are you what do you do what do you think of this oh, i think it's cool you know there's such simple questions when someone yeah. gave me such an open-ended question like that and he asked me to de- describe my entire thought process, I was just like, oh my god, I can't speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's a very... Huh, there's something... One of my... First of all, I'm curious, my... Oscar, would you be able to answer a question like that? If someone said, can you explain your philosophy of in teaching in Papi, for example? Or in oh, I can definitely answer that question, mm. but the grammar would be way off. I can definitely answer because here's the thing I've learned with, with my attempts in learning Japanese. Like, I think I'm I've reached a place whereby I really don't care about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I will answer. I will answer, and I will let the person at the other end figure out what I'm trying to say. You know? mm. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I will answer. I will give a good answer, but I will definitely say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I know where you are because like I've been in such places where someone asks me a question. Or someone puts me on, on on the spot in such a way, and I feel like I can't speak. You know, I'm a mute. I'm a mute, and it's you know, my uncle, right? I have this uncle who's been in Japan for over thirty years, mm. and he's a wealthy businessman, but he can't read any kanji, right? Mm. And so one time we were, we were driving, we were going. I think we we're coming back from from Nagoya to Osaka, coming back, and I was trying to read some number plates or something. 
and he was impressed that I could read a few number plates, you know, the where the cars are from. And he was like, "Oh, Oscar, you can read kanji." I was like, "No, no, I just, I've just seen those, those kanji several times. I know, I know those particular kanji in mm-hmm. those in the particular, the particular breeding of that those particular kanjis, right?" Mm, the characters. And, <laughs> the characters. Yes, yes. And he was like, "Oh, wow." And he was like, he, "Him, he was, he's in his fifties." And he was like, "Oscar, for me, I feel like an infant in this country." I can't read anything, you know, but he's been, <laughs> he's been in the country for such a long time. And he's, he has several businesses. So I, I wonder, like, how have you, how did he do it? Right? He's probably got but even him, yes, yes. But even, can you, like, that's what we are, Jason. We are kids. We are kids. Like, I read kanji at an elementary third grade level. Pretty much, same. Right? Elementary so it's, level. Yeah, so like, um, my reading level is, I can read like an eight-year-old Japanese student right probably less yes no no i think maybe more there's some kanji i can read that they can't read for sure mm-hmm. yeah but uh, okay to the safest i'm around that level around that level mm-hmm. it's it's a damn shame it's a damn shame right mm-hmm. because i do meet other foreigners who are in this country and their japanese is brilliant oh brilliant. This, 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 this monster is out there let's just say that Man, like I my friend people, my friend uh, Right, when he starts speaking Japanese, he actually sounds like a native Japanese speaker. I know people, Jason, who read kanji at a higher level than my wife, who's yeah. who has been born and raised in Japan in Japan. Far right. <laughs> yeah. And so when I see those people, I feel so lazy, I feel so undisciplined, I feel like I've wasted so much time in this country. <laughs> No, but it comes down to the focus, which was the the main yes, topic yes. of creating future plans. Yes. If you're really focused on something, I think the main problem has always been like I've tried to do too many things at once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, jack of all trades, master of none. And I think we've been proven time and time again, like you gotta be a master at something. People okay, will only so me... take you seriously if you're a master at something. No, let me ask you most if you of the time yeah if you can have so i'm gonna give you okay you have one year to live jason right hmm. and this in this one year you only have to accomplish three things what will those three things be three things yes only three things what will those three things be hmm. i'm not sure one year isn't a lot of time. Yes, it's only one I, year. I would definitely... The, the first thing is traveling. Even with the, no money, I'll just go hitchhiking everywhere. I have one year to live, so it, it doesn't really matter what happens to me. So, hitchhiking, traveling as far as I can go. Uh, so, travel the world. That's one. Two. Hmm, what would number two be? What would number two be? Uh, the one you can do it. Uh, I don't know. What would you do? Number one, I think I will try to give all my attention to the people I love. Like really, really focus on them, you know, like almost to an obsessive level. I'm an obsessive level. Mm-hmm. I would, I would make a point to make my wife I'll make it a point to make sure my wife and my child know how much I love them every single day. Mm-hmm. 
my parents too, my brothers too, my friends, I would make a point to like actually call people, you know? Mm-hmm. I would do yes. that like in the last couple of months. So just I will do that uh, as a conclusion, day. as a conclusion yeah. to everything. So just know to remind people like, yeah, this is how I felt. And if there's anything I, I like, I felt like I did someone wrong or like things didn't end off at the best foot. I would go back and maybe apologize and like try to just connect with them, you know? Number two, I will make a point to go out and seek strangers and have conversations with them. Just random people, random people. Just sit down and have a conversation with them because I feel like you don't know what you can learn. You know, like every time I speak to a stranger, I feel like I learn something marvelous about the world, you know? Same. And but the, the reason I don't do that is because of fear of like you know seeming like a strange guy. Why are you walking up to me and talking to me? I don't know you. I I always have that fear in me, so <laughs> I avoid talking to strangers. Oh, but we also uh, know it's kind of taboo to do that. Like Japanese people are, especially in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back home, yeah, back home, we could get away with it all the time. Yeah. Actually, we did get away with it all the time. Okay. Okay. Uh, and number three. I, I, I don't think I care much for traveling, but okay, yes, I would like to go hop on a train, on a local train, and try and go from Hokkaido all the way down to Kagoshima. Oh, on I a would, local train. I would, I would just want to go as far as I can, honestly, with yeah. what I have. Yeah, I would want to do that. I don't care. I, I'm not interested in going to Europe or America, but I want to see the the vastness of Japan. I think Japan, Europe is definitely one. I have to go to the, to the USA, man. I mean, if I have one year to leave, I don't, care, so I don't care much for the USA. If I have one year to leave, I have one year. I have one year. Oh, it's really hard, man. I really need to think about this question. It's mm. really, really, really hard. But definitely traveling. Definitely reconciling with the loved ones and people mm-hmm. that we're, I've lost connection with or lost mm-hmm. in touch with. Reminding everyone how much I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. And you, the, here's the funny thing about this. Trying, trying, this trying hypothetical, to learn. Right? Trying this is the funny thing about this moments, hypothetical. Yeah. Like, we say, what if you have one year to leave? What would you do? But you know, the funny thing is like, we say this all the time, but we don't we don't give it enough credence. Like you can actually die right now. <laughs> it's like yeah, you can just have an aneurysm and just die right now. Mm-hmm. But we like think about this, Jason. We are focusing so much like the right now with the pandemic and the vaccines. Like get the vaccine to avoid corona, to avoid spreading corona. But all of this doesn't matter because you can die from so many other things, mm. right? How many car accidents happen in the world per day, right? And the fact that all your life you haven't been involved in even one. How crazy is that, Jason? How crazy is that? How lucky are we? I've been missed several times, actually. I've been near car accidents, yet I've never been in one. Yeah. I've, yeah, oh, I've only been oh, in a new actually, once. I have been in one, like a serious yeah. one, and uh, nothing happened to us, to me and my yeah. aunt, who are lucky. I've never, I've been only in a near car accident. I've never been in one, right? Mm. And think of, especially coming from Kenya, where everyone drives like crazy, you know? Mm. 
and nothing nothing has ever happened to us you know it's so crazy like i've been okay i've been in several near misses when it comes to car accidents to the point where at, there was a point in my life where i thought like maybe you actually die but your consciousness just goes on as though you never died oh some people might does say that, that I, I do it does make sense but people might also say that might be survivor's guilt how survivor guilt survivor's guilt is born yeah maybe i don't know but i've been in so many near misses that i actually started thinking that like maybe i should die in my life it's it just seems as though everything is going on if you're <laughs> a quantum physicist you definitely say there's a uni- parallel universe where oscar died in that car crash yeah yeah oscar 431 no. died in there <laughs> yeah but now now that's the thing right not only can you die but like your parents can die at any moment you know can you imagine getting that, that phone call jason oh you know your mom is dead there was a car crash you know your dad is dead they had cancer whatever it is that would that's jesus christ that's, that's we, gonna happen to that's a call that's gonna happen to everyone though it's yeah inevitable. It, and we live as though that thing is never going to happen. You know, like, I won't lie to you. There's so many times when my mother calls me and I feel like, man, I don't feel like answering this call right now. Oh, I'm busy. I've done that. I've done that yeah. a lot of times, I'll be honest. Yeah. I've done that. But it's just like, I'll pick it up. I mean, sometimes I'll pick it up and be like, oh, mom, I'm busy, but I'll just say hi and just disappear in five minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> like, sometimes I'm with my wife in the house and I'm just crawling through into Instagram, not even talking to her. <laughs> like, she might die she might die she will die you know yeah yeah, yeah. and oh, what's his name uh this is where the this is interesting there's an interesting philosophy there's interesting thinking you can have with this where like if we go to david goggins route right where he says in order to to read somewhere you have to sacrifice a huge part of yourself mm-hmm. there needs to be it's sacrifice just- if you have a if you have a goal mm-hmm. you must willing you must be willing to die for that goal mm-hmm. you you must be willing to walk that journey and in the middle mm-hmm. of the journey you will die in order mm-hmm. to reach that goal right mm-hmm. like Jay David Goggins the way he was like obese he wasn't obese he was mm-hmm. overweight and he really wanted to become a navy seal and in the process of becoming that person that could become a navy seal he basically killed himself right okay okay and he has killed himself multiple times over and reaching his goals whether it was the ultra marathon runner him being able to public speak did you know that this is another weird one he used to stammer as a kid no i didn't know that he used to stammer as a kid so he always had problems speaking to huge crowds mm-hmm and he said that one of the biggest i think it was an interview where he was talking to like it was on a talk show and he said that it was one of some of the realest shit i've heard man from anyone he said that i don't want to be here right now because a part of me will will feel like it'll stammer and then everyone out there will know that david gong is a bitch and he stumbles he stumbles like a bitch he said something along those lines and he's like i don't want to be here but it's because i don't want to be here that i will be here you know Okay, okay. So, I don't want to study Japanese. I don't really care about the language. But in order for me to reach a certain place, I must be willing to do the things I don't like to do. Mm. Shit, Oscar, there's days that I don't even want to work out. Shit, I don't even want to wake up from my bed. 
Yet I have to wake up, right? You know what I'm talking about. I know, I know, I totally understand. I totally understand. So, isn't it inevitable that you you will have to do, in order to live a happy life, you will have to do things that you will not like to do. That you would not want to do. But you have to force yourself to do it. That, that's, that's it, that's it. I think that's the only, yeah, you're right, that's the only way to live a happy life. So I was watching this comedy special by Michael Che. Do you know Michael Che? I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Mm, is it on Netflix? Yes, it's on Netflix. Okay, uh, I've, I've, seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't know who he is, but I've seen the special you talked about. Yeah, so there's this one particular moment where he says that uh, depression is a very privileged condition. And he talks about how to be depressed, it means your life is so good that you shouldn't be sad right Mm -hmm. and for him for all of human most of human existence we couldn't be depressed because we had to do those things we really didn't want to do in order to survive like i don't think those past that like our ancestors were very excited to go out hunting you know i don't think they were very excited to live you know a sport that was their current habitat in search of a new habitat because there was there were no there was no longer any game around that area you know mm-hmm. but they had to do those things in order to survive and because they were struggling every day for survival they didn't have a chance to get depressed so in the struggle they find happiness or at least contentment right yeah but right now, you and I living in Japan, where everything is sorted out for us, you know, we have good healthcare. We have we can getting a job is pretty easy, even though not maybe you might not get the job you want, but at least you can you can get a job to survive, right? Whether it's working oh, in yeah. or doing anything else, right? Right. Yeah. And like we live in in decent apartments, we have Wi-Fi and all these things, so our lives are pretty decent, right? They're yep. pretty decent. So now we complain about things that don't really matter. So now our challenge is pushing ourselves to live a better life yep. right so pushing yourself to you know to work out or start japanese that becomes the thing that stresses you out actually do this actually you know what that would be one of my that would be my second thing third thing i would do if i had one year to live it would be writing down five of the most hardest things that i care about and doing them within that one year before i die mm. So when I walk away, it's like I'm not walking away as just Jason Masao. I'm walking away as the warrior, the hero. Yeah, I'm not a hero in anyone else's mind, but a hero in my mind. Because I chose the five hardest things that I thought were hard. Yeah, don't call me Jason anymore. From now on, I'm just Masao. (laughs) (laughs) I have been elevated. I'm in a new plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You mean like, yeah, that's... That's the dream. That's the hero's journey, right? That is the hero's journey. That's the hero's journey. Like I think we all aspire to be heroes, but man, we fear the tribu- the trials and tribulations that will make us heroes. We really fear them. Let's just touch on what the main topic. This actually kind of relates to the main topic. Like... Actually, yeah, we've gone to here. So, like the main topic of today, like something a bit droll. Uh, the main topic are things we dislike about ourselves. A very seemingly dark topic and i think we touched on that a little bit we have we have trending or at least the yeah. story time what we did yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. not always doing the hardest thing 
that we should be doing right now because mm-hmm. usually the hardest thing is the right thing to do and choosing the easier way out i do, i i i've been choosing the easier way out this past week you know I, I when i look at myself i feel like i've been choosing the easy way out most of my life you know like we a few episodes back we talked about how like how did i deal with coming to japan and being like independent from my family for the first time and we'll i didn't really learn how to your emotional journey we've talked about the finances behind it yes too. yes you know like think about it. it's like the easy I, I chose i've always been choosing the easy way for most of my life i actually feel like this year is the first thing or not maybe not this year but this year for me seems like a culmination of of culmination of what i don't even know what to say i feel like this year i've actually been trying to do things right i've been trying not everything not everything of course but i feel like this is the first time in my life when I feel okay with myself, you know? And you know how you get that is when you start doing things that are right, you start feeling a momentum. Yes, that momentum yes, you start yes. feeling, right? You yeah, feel like yeah. there's actual movement. It's not a physical movement, but you feel like there's progression. You mm-hmm. can look back and you can figure out your own points in time where mm-hmm. where you once mm-hmm. was in terms of ability and experience and then you look at where you are now and you can see that oh i have actually done something or you can just mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and you have your fucking 100 yeah when you have your your knees and your thighs are sore because you did a major mm-hmm. workout the last night right you can exactly, actually have physical exactly. the physical pain that comes with change too mm-hmm. as well so yeah this, this year has been for me, I think it's it, it's been a really good year because even though right now it's not, <laughs> I'm not I'm mm. not doing everything I could be doing, and I'm not entirely happy with the past couple of weeks. Up mm. until this month, though, I have been tracking mm. a lot of my habits and I have been generally doing really well. I've been super consistent, and I think most of that came because I had a routine. When you mess up your routine, like Jordan Peter, when you mess up your routine, man, it's really like all over the place. Of course, of course. It really, there really is something to just establishing a routine. He's so right about that. Because that one, I just realized what happened is, is that the minute my routine changed, or I could no longer do my routine, it's, it's been hard to do anything right, like hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I I listened to this podcast called the Blind Blind Boy Podcast, and he was talking about how since he he's been doing his podcast, I think for a little over five years, I'm not quite sure, but it's a really big podcast. He apparently has like 25 million downloads per episode. It's a, he's an it's an Irish podcast. I mean, he's from Ireland, and he was saying how for, for last month he got an office. He rented out an office space. So he, go, he goes to that office every morning at 9 a.m. And he's also a writer. So he goes to the office to do his writing, his editing, and the research for the podcast every from Monday to Friday because that actually gives him a routine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, yeah, having a routine is really important because, like, even for me, like today, right? I have, I've had a day off today. And my routine, I think it's kind of pretty set whereby I wake up at a certain time, I have to, you know, make my daughter's breakfast i have to you know prepare her things for school i have to take her to school then i have an aa meeting every monday at 10 a.m mm-hmm. yeah 10 a.m i'll go for my AA meeting then i come back home i clean up the house then now after that it's like what else am i doing now i have to figure out what to do 
and it's like I had to get, I have to, I had to look for you, like, like, hey, Jason, can we record the podcast today? Because I had nothing to do, you know, I literally had nothing else to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, not having a schedule, like, I, you feel, I feel lost. I feel lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's when the devil creeps in, you know. Like maybe I should, maybe her, pawn her. <laughs> let me just look at pawn her for a second, just real quick. Let me just. And that's how they get you every time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm gonna personally just get a routine. Actually, talking to you has been enlightening because now I've really been able to understand what has happened. That is why in holidays it's so hard to just stick to the things that you usually do at home, the things like your yes, habits. Yes. 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 Because when you wake up, it's like you're not waking up at the same time if you're on holiday. There's definitely mm-hmm. no way, especially if you're traveling. Mm-hmm. You're not eating mm-hmm. the same things that you would at home. Mm-hmm. You're not even, I'm pretty sure you're not even like shitting at the same time you would be at home. That all throws you off a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then before you know it, you're reading your book at the wrong time. You should be reading your book with your morning coffee, but you can't do that anymore. You're doing it at this time. And then before you know it, you're working out in the afternoon when you should be working out Mm -hmm. in the morning. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been working out in the afternoon. I've never been working out in the afternoon. What is happening? (laughs) It's just, it was such a weird feeling, you know? It felt off. Yeah, I, yeah, we have to get a routine in place. I think that's that's one of the paths to success. Yeah, I think you already have a routine, so you, this isn't like a thing for you specifically. But for me, a person has been thrown off the past couple of weeks and month because mm. I'm trying to figure out what 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 moving in and trying to figure out my own routine, like not my own routine, mm. but trying to figure out what trying to make the apartment home. Mm, mm, mm. That process of making up the apartment home. And just fully integrating into the new location. Mm-hmm. That that that. I think even last time, how many months? It took me like four or five months, honestly, to, to really get used to the routine of Peppy. Peppy. Yeah, but Peppy yeah. is a challenge because like you go to a different location every week. And yes, you have to make a general routine that would fit across all of the different times you yes. would be going and leaving. Exactly. It's like a different routine for every week. For different... <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was basically from 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. I used to wake up at like 7 or 8. 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. is my own time. Anything I think is important should be done at that time. So cleaning the house and like the podcast and everything. After 12 p.m., it's all peppy. Anything at peppy okay. can happen. That was the general like rule of thumb I had. Yeah, okay, 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 yeah. Afterwards, it was all peppy. I agree. I think yeah, the same thing was with me when I was living in Saga because okay, for in Osaka it's different because there are some weeks when I can actually leave my house at two thirty for the entire week. Those right? are the the week. Those are the days you're blessed. You're blessed to leave home at three pm. That's yeah, what yeah. I used to think. For, I mean, it's it's really e- for, in Osaka it's possible because there's so many train lines. The trains are so convenient. But when I was living in Saga. Even though my classes were starting at like 6.15 p.m., I would have to leave home really early because of the PM. distance. 4 p.m. Yes, please. and no, no, not, yeah, like 3 or, or 2.30 for a 6.15 class. Because I know if I'm, like, there are very few trains here. I don't want to go in and wait at the station for like, like, the problem with Saga was the connecting trains. Like, I leave my station, go to station B, and I have to wait for 30 minutes at station B to connect it for the, for the train to go to my final location. So final destination right uh, those and are, that's those what are, i didn't like this is the chance that kill you that, that yeah. waiting time the downtime yes yes can you 
so but here in Osaka I don't do that so if I like I this is what I do well I think I, I joked in the previous episode that I don't really prepare for my lessons what I do is I prepare for my lessons for the entire week at the beginning of the week so when I go to Pepe I'm doing nothing I'm just waiting for the classes to start right I think at some point any all the veteran teachers start doing that no one no yeah. one no one no one like actually like puts out the materials every day when mm-hmm. I went, when I was team teaching with all of my the teachers, the veteran teachers in my area, yeah. all of them were doing that. In the, in the beginning of the week, all of the lesson materials are out there. Exactly. And then my now, JT if... started doing that for me. And then I realized that's when I started picking up that habit. Because I was just exactly. like, oh, this is just so much easier and so much better. And yeah, so so now when if I have a, like a 5 p.m. class, I reach there at like 4, 4.30. I'm in no rush at all. I'm in no rush and the mental state that you're in coming into that class is so different from if you missed a train and you had to prepare materials last minute oh man i've been there before (laughs) there was one one particular day when i messed up my schedule i thought i was going to have a 2 30 class but it was a 1 15. so i had to like rush to the classroom i literally go to the classroom 15 minutes before the beginning of the class and I hadn't prepared anything. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Oscar, at that point, I would be like, you're fucked. You're like, actually doomed. Oh, wait, but I've done... Uh, I have done something similar. I was 30 minutes before the first lesson. Not 30 yeah, minutes, it was yeah. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh. I think I was lucky because there were classes, there were some recurring classes from the previous day, so that was good. Oh, okay. okay but it was okay. the first three lessons. Uh. And... I was preparing as the students were coming in, which is a no-no in the company. But I was doing that, and I, w- I extended ABC time just so that uh, I could get everything done. Yeah, yeah. And I was on Zoom. I like quietly turned the tablet towards the whiteboard, towards the teacher area, you know. And yeah. then the kids were enjoying the Peppy DVD, so it wasn't like a big thing, you know. And in the end, everyone was safe, and we still covered. We were still able to cover. Obviously, I, was, I had to skip over like the review and the other things, but like we were still able to cover the entire lesson and the expression. So it worked out in the end. Yeah, I guess things things do work out as long as you you didn't affect the customers as the as the company says. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Peppy, you know our company knows these things happen. Like my the way some of my my, my supervisors used to talk about it, it's like he knows these things happen, but mm-hmm. it's exactly what you said. The under the mentality, as long as in the very end the customers aren't affected, you're good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, you know our company will just give you a warning, really. Yeah. And besides that, mm-hmm. Oscar, it's 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 coming towards the end of the podcast. This one has been a very weird one. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the. It's just been a big tangent. This has just been one long, long tangent. <laughs> but it's it has been a healthy tangent because we're yeah. <laughs> for me, it's been useful. It's actually I've yeah, used I mean, I've this time to I've... talk with you to actually think. I was thinking about things out as I was talking to you, and I figured mm, some things mm. out in my head. And I just realized that I just need a routine. Start so yeah, like yeah. I, I enjoyed the talk for sure. I mean, I think I've enjoyed this one more than we enjoyed most of the ones we've done are really just just a talk just a normal talk not not a focused talk yes not a serious yeah. talk 
yeah. And with that, any final thoughts, Oscar? Anything you would like? We can touch on for like maybe two, three minutes. Maybe there's something you want to talk about. Uh, there's Real nothing quick. on my mind in this particular moment. I okay. So before we began the podcast, I meditated for one hour. That's that was something. Ah uh, yes, I I need to buy that app again. Um, you don't, yeah. The I'm, I'm Sam Harris. It. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah. That app. Yeah. So uh, that app did wonders. I need to go back to it. It's a wonderful application. I've been. You know, it's like, mm. in all honesty, it's like, I I always say I'll do this, but I never do it. I always say I'm going to delete my Instagram, my YouTube, my Reddit, and just leave Sam Harris on there, but I never get around to doing it. I'm 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 of I'm of the philosophy of you know it might be impossible to completely get rid of it but I want to be able to control it you know at the very least at the very very least I need, I need to be able to control it and this goes to our bad habits in general right just slowly yeah, you know, reduce them until they're nothing you and know, maybe like for some his... of them it'll be entirely impossible because I, I see myself like, like specifically for Reddit and YouTube I don't think there'll ever be a time I can completely get rid of it. But that's the yeah, okay. same with me on Instagram. Like, like the Buddha in Buddhism, they speak of the middle path, right? Mm. And how like you don't have to go either extreme. Like don't you don't need to cut everything out or to do something too much. It has to be like a sweet spot, right? Yes. But yes, yes, like, if I if I look at my life, there's never balance. I always do an extreme of whatever I do, right? Yes, that's similar like, to me. I, I, I can't just have one drink. I have to drink as much as possible. And if I'm not like if I'm not drinking as much as possible right now right now, I have to just I have to completely stop. I can't like say I'm gonna drink just one glass, right? Or like with with even working out, it's like I just can't work out and relax. It's like if I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out in extreme fashion. I'm going to go to the gym today for an hour, go for a 10k tomorrow, another hour at the gym the next day. It's like I can't do anything halfway, Jason. If, if I look at I my think, life, it's like it's everything is extremes. I think to us, if we're really into something, we're prone to overindulge, you know? Yes, yes, man. <laughs> and I think that's a superpower. I think we should use it as a positive thing to focus on the yeah. things that we think are right instead of spewing it as a negative thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Maybe we should start find a way to make it work for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, I'd like to say bye-bye to all the listeners. Thank you for another wonderful wonderful thank week, Oscar. Much. Thank you, Jason. And as usual, thank you for making this happen. This is the place we would be putting our sponsors if we had any, but we have no sponsors, oh, so let's work on coming, that. They're coming, Jason. Calm down, Jason. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. All right. They're around the corner. Let's work on our sponsors. Yeah. And with that, as usual, thank you, Oscar. Thank you very much, and let's carry some of this. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, you. What time is it? You look pretty bored. Just done with one episode, and the bus or train isn't where you're supposed to be yet. Here's an idea open your browser, type in dreamsxtrash.com and free yourself from the claws of boredom. Up on that beautifully titillating website, you will find everything you need regarding dreams x trash. 
our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our LinkedIn, our Twitter. More and more content to free you from the clutches of boredom. Go ahead, type it in. Go for a ride. Jason has some really interesting things up for you on YouTube. Check it out. You'll thank me later.